What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 92 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle Grady. I am a through hiker. I am a peak bagger. I am a huge hiking nerd. Every single week on this podcast, you know what I do. I chat with other through hikers and other peak baggers and other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. This week's guest is a man named Rune Raven. He is from the great nation of Denmark. And Rune hiked the Appalachian Trail in 2020. Very controversial, I know. And that's pretty much what we talk about in this episode. Uh, I, I give a I give a preamble, I guess, to our conversation um, when the actual recording starts here. So I'm not going to go into it too much right now. I'll just say, yeah, it's a bit controversial. I tried to ask him some tough questions, and I also tried to let him tell his side of the story because I think the 2023 hikers were very villainized this year if that's even a word and um, I don't know I feel like I feel like even no matter what side you're on you tell I'm stumbling over my words here no matter what side you're on when it comes to this very delicate issue I think you should still at least be willing to listen to the other side um, and I'll leave it there so thank you Rune for coming on thank you for answering my tough questions um, I really appreciate it, and I hope people can get a lot out of this. We're going to do another episode eventually as well, because he's awesome, and we're really good friends. So yeah, thank you so much, Rune. Real quick, before we get into the episode here, um, Instagram, at KyleHatesHiking, that is my Instagram. Go follow me, please, or check out my YouTube channel, also called KyleHatesHiking. If you want to help support Trail Tales, you can do that a few different ways. Shout out to all the Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash Trailtales is where you can go if you want to check out the Patreon. Seriously, it's amazing. As you guys can probably imagine, it is a lot of work to do this show every single week. I'm coming up on two years of Trail Tales. That is absolutely insane to me. And if you want to help ensure I can continue doing this, supporting the show on Patreon is a great way to do that. Again, Patreon.com slash Trailtales. It's just a few bucks a month, you know. It's no big deal at all, and it would really mean a lot to me, so please go check that out. But if you can't afford to join the Patreon or you just don't want to, it's all good. Thank you for still tuning in, and another thing you can do to help the show for free this time is to leave a five-star review on whatever your podcast app is if it lets you leave reviews. I know Spotify doesn't, but most of the other ones do, so please leave a five-star review. Tell me why you like the show. I would really appreciate that. It helps other people see that the show is actually not terrible when they read the reviews and stuff, and it helps with the uh, the rankings and all that. So please go do that. Five-star reviews. That would be awesome. And the last thing I need to plug here is this episode's sponsor, CS Instant Coffee. You know, I'm talking about people who support the show and how to help continue Trail Tales. Well, supporting my sponsors is a, a another huge way you can help support the show. So thank you so much to CS instant coffee for sponsoring this episode folks you got to get some better coffee when you're on the trail maybe you just drink that cheap Folgers stuff or the nestle whatever that crap is even the starbucks via whatever the grocery store instant coffee no 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 no. you can't be can't be doing that i'm I'm not gonna lie that stuff is it's pretty bad i've drank a lot of it over the years i'll be honest and yeah it's it's pretty bad what you have to do is get some cs instant coffee. I don't know, maybe you even gave up on drinking instant coffee in the backcountry because you were just like, screw it, all that stuff is so bad, I'm just gonna try to kick my caffeine addiction. Don't do that. Keep your caffeine addiction and use CS Instant Coffee to fuel it and also to fuel yourself while you're hiking up some big ass 
mountaincsinstant.coffee is where you can go to check them out. They're an awesome company, a very small company. They donate quite a bit of money to the Appalachian Trail Conservancy. So if that's something that really kind of would push you over the edge, you should definitely know about it because they do some awesome work. And they're a smaller company too. So the fact that they are giving decent amount of money away to the Appalachian Trail Conservancy is really awesome. It really shows where their priorities are. So yeah, that's pretty damn cool. CS Instant Coffee. I really wish I had had some CS Instant Coffee on my Northville Placid Trail hike. That definitely would have made it a little bit less sucky, I'm sure. Although the rain would have sucked no matter what, but it's, it, it would have been good, okay? I wish I had some CS Instant Coffee on that hike. The way you can do this is you can use the, the packet that the coffee comes in as just one big old cup of coffee, one really strong cup of coffee. That's what I do personally because I like a lot of caffeine. I usually drink a couple cups of coffee um, throughout my normal life anyways, but when I'm on the trail, I don't always drink a second cup. So I'm like, screw it. I'll just front load that shit. I'll just drink it all at once. Mix that, pack it into one cup. But if you need a little bit less caffeine or you just want a smaller cup or whatever, you know, not saying I'm judging you, but I'm judging you a little bit. But anyways, if that's what you got to do, that's okay. You can also just make a smaller cup with just half the packet or something like that because there's a decent amount of coffee in, in each packet, so don't be fooled. It's not just like a little sleeve like you get with the Folgers stuff that you find in all the hiker boxes because no one wants to take it because it sucks. CS Instant Coffee, they're awesome. One more time, csinstant.coffee. I feel like I've been all over the place with this ad read, but that's okay because, yeah, CS is awesome. Go check them out. Thank you so much to CS Instant Coffee for sponsoring this video. Wow, video podcast. Jeez. For sponsoring this podcast, I really appreciate it. With that said, let's get into the episode number 92 with, oh, Appalachian Trail 2020 hiker, super controversial, Rune Raven. All right, here we go, everybody. Um, before I bring this week's guest in, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I know you just either listened to or skipped my long introduction like normal, but I, I, I feel like I need to give a little, a little, <laughs> a little second introduction here. Um, just because this is a little bit of a controversial episode for Trail Tales. Um, I usually just try to stay as neutral as I can with pretty much everything because I don't like to piss people off. Um, and honestly, I just don't really have strong opinions on a lot of, a lot of things that other people like to talk about. Um, and I just like to stick to hiking, but, uh, this, this whole thing about 2020 through hikers is definitely controversial. And I feel like there's probably going to be some people that hear this that are not happy that I am talking to a 2020 through hiker. They might say, oh, you're enabling people who broke laws in some circumstances i'm not sure if that's the case with with our guests now we're going to talk about that in a little bit um but if anything just people you, you know some people might argue that can you tell i'm tripping over my words here some people might argue that <laughs> <laughs> uh, having on somebody who hiked in 2020 is just kind of enabling people who may not have done the the morally correct thing um given the circumstances with coronavirus and the shutdowns and all that stuff and so I just want to take a second here to say the point of this episode is not to glorify that. The point of this episode is also not to, um, what's the word, not to just tear those people down either. The truth is there was a lot of backlash on social media. Another thing that I'm 
hopefully going to remember to ask uh, our guest about. Um, there's a lot of backlash, and I'm not going to lie, I'm the kind of person when I see a bunch of people shouting and screaming on social media, I like to not take the other side, but I like to look at the other side and say, okay, well, there's got to be more to it, like, if these people are so pissed off. And um, I did this episode, or a couple episodes, actually, back, I think it was in the beginning of April, maybe, Julia Sheehan, and in those episodes, Ju- she's, she's a nurse, um, and a thru-hiker, obviously, and we talked about how COVID might, and it's mostly her talking about how COVID might impact thru-hikers and what people should do and all this stuff. And the general conclusion that we came to at the time was that people should probably get off the trail. And I've thought about that a lot since then. And to be honest with you, I still, I don't regret making those episodes. I still stand by what was said in those episodes, mostly because we just didn't know. It was, that was like at the height of confusion, at the height of um, just honestly fear. Like I I think everybody was a little bit uh, scared and uncertain about what was going to happen back then. And and given those circumstances, I thought it was best that people, okay, people should probably just not be on the trail right now. Um, And so I don't, I don't regret that. Um, That being said, uh, hindsight is 2020. Um, and it is now, you know, even, even getting into late October, uh, and a lot has changed since then. Um, an entire season of through hiking has essentially gone by at this point. And so I'm not sure I feel comfortable just completely sticking to that one side. Um, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm still not sure exactly how I feel about the whole thing. Um, but I do feel pretty strongly that the 2020 through hikers deserve to at least have the opportunity to tell their story. And there's been a, a lot of people that have reached out to me and asked me to have a 2020 through hiker on um, as well. And and so thank you to everybody who's done that, because um, I really do feel pretty strongly that uh, we should at least get both sides of the story. So the point of this episode isn't to defend the 2020 through hikers. The point of this episode is not to, um, you know villainize is that a word the the 2020 <laughs> through hikers um the point of this episode is just to get some info out there maybe to hear from someone who you might not have heard of or heard heard from otherwise a circumstance that you might not have heard about otherwise and uh to have you make up your own mind so i'm you know again i'm, I'm not a controversial person this isn't what i do so i'm gonna do my best just bear with me here um with that said I am excited to bring in this week's guest. I mean, I just made him sound like he's some like controversial figure. He's really not. I met him. He's a good guy. He's a strong hiker. His name is Rune Raven, all the way from Denmark. What's going on, man? What's up? I'm here, the spokesperson of 2020 through hikers. Yeah, I know. And that's another thing I should probably say. It's like, obviously, circumstances are going to be different for everybody. Um, this is just one person's story. And uh, honestly, I think, Rune, you're a good person to have on to talk about this because your circumstance is even more extraordinary than most 2020 through hikers <laughs> because you are not from the States. And obviously, you had to go through a lot more hoops in order to get here to hike in the first place um with travel and i don't even know i've never really traveled out of the country so visas maybe all that stuff we'll we'll talk about that in a second but i guess uh first why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself tell everybody who you are what you're about all that good stuff yeah well yeah my name is rune raven muller 
Um, I'm from Denmark. I am uh, 24 years old and I study psychology. And I got into hiking about uh, a year and a half ago now. It's really not been that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am completely, I just fell in love with it straight away. Um, even though uh, the beginning for me was a bit of a disaster in many ways. Um, oh, God, why? <laughs> well, that's, as you said, we're saving the good story for last, right? Oh, okay. All right, all right, <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> I remember to remind my guests this time, everybody, about the story. So, yeah. um, there you go. Well, so, how did you, let me ask you this then, how did you learn about the Appalachian Trail? Because I'm always curious when I meet, uh, you know, folks who aren't from the States that end up doing a, a mm-hmm. American thru-hike. Um, so, yeah, how did you learn about the Appalachian Trail? So, I learned about it through, um, basically, my girlfriend, who I also hiked with. Um, and she she did the Camino uh, in Spain uh, some, a couple of years ago. And she's really, she's really into hiking. She's been there for a long time. Uh, okay. And I was pretty persistent that... Um, hiking was not my thing and it would never be because <laughs> and I didn't I didn't do my family like the closest we ever been to hiking is driving around in an RV <laughs> we really Just aren't not very close <laughs> no we really aren't outdoors outdoorsy people um so it's really I'm really it's really uncommon in my family to to be uh, like into outdoor stuff and uh, uh which is kind of interesting now that it it's such a big part of my life yeah so um the uh, the yeah the Appalachian Trail. So she hiked that the Camino, and she met a guy from Maine, um, and he talked told her all about how he did this Appalachian Trail through hike and how crazy and amazing and everything like all the all the good stuff. And um, she she always wanted to do it, but then she never really gave it any thought because then life went on and she mm-hmm. went back to school and all that stuff. Um, and then we started. She finally convinced me to go hiking with her, and we did that. I got bit by it and. We, um, I started researching all kinds of like hiking gear. Like I, I'm really into like researching stuff. <laughs> I can just like spend weeks just researching like the, like the smallest details of <laughs> gear and like, I, 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 it's so stupid. And, um, so that's, that's really my thing. Uh, and, and every time I did that, this uh, Appalachian trail Thing, which is keep popping up yeah. it's like recommended things like yeah. oh you need to so this is a through hike i'm like i don't even know what's going on like I, so i clicked some of the videos i was like this looks interesting and weird and hard and difficult uh so i was like well i'm a pretty like if i get into something i want to do the most extreme version of that thing <laughs> <laughs> and for me i was like well it seems like i either gotta do this or the pct or the cdt um uh and the evolution trail seemed climate wise something i would be more like accustomed to yeah, like something i would yeah. uh, that's more like the same as what as we have here well it turned out it really wasn't like the weather is still way more extreme than anything i ever oh interesting uh, ex- experienced but um but yes yeah, so, so we ended up choosing that one because of her knowing a little bit about it so we had some comfort in him and her having a friend in maine was really nice knowing if anything like if anything yeah. is going to go wrong or we needed to ship something it'd be nice knowing okay we don't have to carry all this stuff and we don't have to throw it out we can just send it to the, the end destination mm-hmm. which will also give us more purpose of saying okay well we have to go to Maine like no matter what we do because <laughs> yeah, we right. have stuff there now <laughs> yeah shit there you go um so yeah so i, I guess i heard like it kind of just 
started popping up everywhere and then yeah i got interested in it and she knew about it so she was like super happy when i asked her if that's a thing she would be down to do Mm -hmm. or try at least damn and you guys were successful um how long did it take you guys to to hike the trail well um i know i know it gets a little murky at the beginning which we're gonna get into in a second but but. all in all uh what with what we did end up doing we did it in i think it was a 134 days or so so pretty so pretty pretty quick and yeah we were we were hauling ass <laughs> and you kind of had to right because we of did your, we your did time, your time crunch mm-hmm, definitely ended up being a, a, a tight spot there at the end but um but we went managed to to push through awesome and we did it. awesome and uh yeah we uh i i didn't make a video about this but in your trail vlog um so some people might have seen it uh rune and i well actually let me let me back up a second. I got a message in like <laughs> January. Was it January that I we did so, it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. In January, it was right. You know, at this point, my channel had popped off a little bit, but it was still like, you know, smaller than it was now. Certainly, I think I had a couple thousand subscribers or something. And I got a message from from Rune <laughs> on Instagram, and he was just like, "Hey," because at the time I'd been making a lot of like Appalachian Trail like tips and tricks mm-hmm. kind of videos, and. I was I got this message and he was just like, hey, you know, I'm going to be a through hiker in 2020. Um, maybe we can do like a collab video where I just like ask you some questions or whatever and you answer them. And <clears throat> I was a little bit hesitant at first just because I got, uh, you know, even back then. Rightly I guess, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 let me let me finish because at first I was a little bit hesitant because I, I get, you know, random messages kind of like that sometimes. And I was just like. I feel like I didn't really like commit to it. I just told you, I was like, uh, okay. Like just send me the videos and like, I'll see it. I was like, if they're, if you're they're, really nice. If they're bad, <laughs> I'll just like, probably not like did respond or something. I got, I can't remember. Um, not, not like bad as in like, Oh no, the no, quality's you're... not good enough. Or but I think more just like, if this person is just like, I don't know. I don't know if it, do, if it just won't work for, for my channel or whatever. Um, and anyway, so you sent me the videos and, I kind of like, it was literally just like a casual thing. I was just like, oh yeah, I got to remember to watch these videos for a second, whatever. I turned them on and, and I was like, oh, this guy's actually funny as shit. Like this is, this is hilarious. I was like, oh, this is, this is literally like perfect for my channel. Like this is exactly what I was like, what I would have liked, I guess. So, so we ended up doing this collab video where Rune just asked me some questions, um, some very good questions made for a great, uh, clickbait thumbnail opportunity. Oh Yeah. That's perfect. Um, and a lot of people have watched that video too, actually. They have. Uh, I just recognize so many times. It's one of my so more popular times. videos, honestly. It's, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what it's up to now. Let me look, but it's got a, it's got a decent amount of views. Dude, that was what I was saying, telling you. Like, I got recognized more times from that one video I did with you than <laughs> any of the stuff I've done myself. They're like, oh, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy who asks questions on college. I'm like, yeah. Well, I have a name too, you know. <laughs> and it's Rune Raven from the it's channel Rune Raven. Rune Raven. It's impossible to find because my name is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, looking at it, was... it here. It's got uh, 27,000 views, which is that's yeah, crazy, I think man. That's the like, seventh that's or eighth awesome. most popular one. I've I've got so far um anyways so we did we did this collab um and then you know flash forward many many months and mm-hmm. uh i think it was what uh uh mid-august late august something like that early yeah, august yeah. <laughs> august <laughs> it's august <laughs> just at some point in august it's all blur <laughs> summer's been a it's been a crazy summer um, oh yeah for sure <clears throat> uh when 
Rune and Nikki got to Vermont. Mm. I went almost New Hampshire at that point. You guys hiked through most of Vermont before I picked yep. you up, but yeah, I picked them up and they took a zero here. Um, and we got to just chill for a bit, drink some beer, play with the dog, all that good <laughs> stuff. Um, which was really cool because I love, I love. First of all, I just like meeting people from uh, places that aren't the U.S. because I, I haven't really had the opportunity to do that, do that <laughs> that much in my, uh, in my life, or at least get to know them. And um, it's also just cool doing some trail magic because I don't do very much of that either. Mm. So, so that was really really fun. Um, we almost did this podcast then, but I was just like, nah, like, nah, <laughs> like, I don't know. We were just having too much fun and I, I didn't want to force it. So plus you guys hadn't finished yet. Um, but anyways, here we are, dude, I want, I want to hear your story about what happened at the very beginning. So take me, so let's kind of, uh, let's get into the, the, the craziness of what happened to you guys, um, you know, at the very beginning of this of this journey i guess so start take me through this start where mm. right before you guys left um denmark and flew right. over here and then take me through you know when you first got on the trail to getting off the trail for a bit and just mm. all that craziness yeah just just go <laughs> all right lot, hold on to, hold on to your hats because this is a yeah this is a a, a turbulent one so um we uh this was must have been see now I, I gotta remember March March twelfth. We are in a shelter in a shit nowhere Denmark, um, which is already nowhere the world. So we're really out there. There's nothing, and we can't do anything. This is important because were you hiking get, out there? We were hiking. We were on a like a shakedown hike. We're like, okay, we're gonna go out like. The plan was exactly to go out in the middle of nowhere to test if we got like, are we ready to do this thing? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we hiked out there, and I I had like, I think one bar of like four G, um, which would be LTE, which uh, that's a whole different thing. Um, and I got a message from my mom saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry, you your your trip is canceled." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> my trip isn't canceled." We're just like out hiking. I like I didn't I didn't understand what she was talking about, and then she sent me a link to um, to Trump uh, addressing the public, telling them, "Oh, we're gonna gonna close the borders to America because um, this virus is worse than we expected it to be, or is spreading more." Um, so um, uh, he closed the he and he said in the speech he's gonna close it Friday at midnight, and we were in that shelter. Uh, Thursday, so the, the day before, and we were just like, like shocked. We didn't know what to do. It's like this is this is awful. We've been planning for so long, and this is the thing we want to do, and we have no like. That's like one of the things we didn't have a plan B. Like this is the thing we we're gonna do. We rented out the apartment and everything. We were ready to to go basically, mm -hmm. which was uh, which was really lucky because that meant we were ready to go now. Yeah, this is two weeks before. We planned on actually going, um, so we sat there, and I just like said to her, "What? What if? What if we just go now? Like we are basically ready." And she's like, "Well, we still have to do a bunch of shit. Like we have to pack down the apartment so that the guy we're gonna rent it to can move in." And she hadn't really finished her bachelor's thesis. She had to like make that like write it out and be, be done with it, um, and everything like that. And we were like, "Fuck." 
so many things, but this is also a dream. So we said, fuck it, we're going to make it work. So we booked uh, plane tickets for like the same like Thursday evening, 10 hours later. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and, then, and then we like, we were running around uh, like crazy people trying to get like enough signal so we could call uh, a cab uh, to take us home. And when we eventually got a hold on a, of a cab, it was like, oh, we can be there in an hour. Like, that's too long. <laughs> we need, you need to be here like yesterday. You need to be here now. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, eventually they came. Uh, and I say they because we had, we had just called different taxi services. So actually two taxis showed up at the end, <laughs> which was kind of embarrassing to be like to one of them i'm sorry uh we kind of stressed so <laughs> you need to just go home he was so mad it was insane uh, like, you I, don't blame him <laughs> no i was he was like we're in the middle of shit nowhere and you made me drive out all, all the way out here and now you're telling me that you're not gonna take my taxi like yep <laughs> i'm sorry dude <laughs> the other guy came here first i don't know what to say um so we we're on the on the on the way home and we're like She's uh, Nikki is calling her mom, asking if she, we can like borrow her car so that we can move all our stuff out. And and luckily she was home, so we could. And we borrowed the car. We packed down the apartment. I drove to and from the apartment and uh, Nikki's parents' house like seven times with just stuff. And it's like a twenty-minute drive <laughs> <laughs> while she was just sitting down trying to finish up her bachelor's thesis. And luckily, and even though it was the most stressful day in my life, it kind of just worked out. She finished it. We got the apartment packed as much as we could. And we were the same night we were on a plane to, um, to Oslo in Norway. Uh, and when we got there, it was just empty. It was like something out of a zombie movie or something like that. It was like completely eerie and empty and, and weird. And we went up, uh, we had an eight hour layover. So we went up to like what we thought was security and we was like, hey, is it okay if we just sleep in the corner over there? We really have no place to go and we really don't want to be like in contact with too many people. He's like, well, yeah, there's, there's no security anymore. We send them home. I'm like, what? Yeah, there's like the first people we sent home. Jeez, wow. <laughs> like, that's, that seems really stupid and irresponsible, but well, fuck it. So we, we like, we made, we set up camp in like the corner of the, the Norwegian airport. And then the next day we flew to Sweden and in Sweden, we just got asked, oh, have you been to Italy or China? And we're like, nope. Okay, you can go on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and we went on the plane. And that was probably like the longest um, seven hours of my life because I was just sitting there thinking, well, we're going to land and they're going to be there in like yellow hazmat suits and they're going to like tell us to go home and like yell at us for like being insane people. But we get there. And it's like, well, you made it. You, what you did was stupid, but you made it, and now you're here, and you haven't broken any laws, so you can just, you just, you can go in. <laughs> wow. That was in uh, Fort Lauderdale in Florida, uh, at, in the midst of spring break, which was really scary because now there was like young drunk people everywhere, and we were just trying not to like get close to anybody. We just wanted to go straight to the the hotel. Um we did and we, i mean when we were in as soon as we were in america we we're like well this is now things are just gonna work out fine and they basically did for like the longest part um we got on the plane next day to go to atlanta and a really really awesome um, woman who works uh 
as like an ambassador of the AT in um, in Georgia. She was, she uh, reached out to us and asked if, she, if we wanted a ride to go to um, to go to the start of the trail, uh, Amakalola Falls, and we're like, of course, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really like the like the long takeaway of all of this before like really into it, like how much help and how we got from like people we didn't know <laughs> mm-hmm. and how that really made this all like like come together and it made it like worth it and made it work and like we couldn't have done any of what we ended up doing on this trail without like the help of strangers yeah which is so insane to me it and is it is pretty crazy yeah um especially yeah. in the midst of like all the yeah, uncertainty and everything and people yeah. were still willing to to help you out um i'm gonna ask you a tough question here rune mm-hmm. so i think mm-hmm. uh i think what a lot not a lot of people but what some people that just listen to what you said are probably thinking is that it might have been uh irresponsible to mm. to to rush to get over here early um to kind of uh make it before the cutoff the travel cutoff so when you guys made that decision um I, i'm just curious what was going through your head like did you not understand the severity of the situation did you understand it and you just didn't give a shit you just wanted to get over here to do <laughs> your thing um or did you did you think about how it might be irresponsible or perceived as reckless or anything like that oh for sure yeah it was uh, it was completely irresponsible and reckless no doubt <laughs> i'm not even gonna like try to argue that it's not mm-hmm. um it definitely it definitely was um for us, it was it was like um, you had we had this one like opportunity in a lifetime where like the stars aligned, and now we had the time to do this hike. And there would never be another time in like like forty, sixty years before we're gonna have that like a like a half a year off a schedule like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it was um, it was really just like adrenaline making it like making us be like uh-huh. okay we got to do this thing we got to do you, it now did you ever like also, have any moments th- of like oh shit like is this the right decision like in the midst of all that travel and, and oh like yeah that? like the whole like that was the whole trail especially in the beginning oh man that was everyone that was all everyone was talking about was just like how like what do we do and is it are we, are we doing the right thing is it safe should we like should we get off should we figure out something else um Again, going back to the not having a plan B, so it was like, well, we gotta for us at least, we got to, we had to make this work no matter what we did. Um, definitely, I will also say in the beginning, as everyone else was experiencing, we did not know the severity of the situation. That's so. Like, that was actually going to sure. be my next question. I was going to say, yeah, for would sure. You, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I was just going to ask, yeah, would no. you have still made that decision if you had known, first of all, how severe the lockdowns and the government. Um, the government shutdowns were going to be, or not government shutdowns, the, uh, the, yeah, the lockdowns and shutdowns and stuff, um, mm-hmm. we're going to be, and I'm, I'm just curious if you would have still made the decision, if you had known how, you know, how deadly the virus was going to be, at least here in the States. I, I probably like, it's easy way, like easy cover would be like, I would say like, Oh no, I wouldn't, but I, I probably would. I probably would have come anyway. Um, that I, coming back to like we did eventually end up getting off trail for that exact reason uh was to figure out like how do we do this as safe as possible is it even like is there even a safe way to do this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um 
So that was us realizing the severity of the situation. Can, can you, it was yeah, like can, a month in. Can you, sorry, sorry to cut you off again, but can you just like tell that story a little bit of like, yeah, okay. you know, how, what happened like yeah. when you guys got off? Because I think that's really important. And, and it I, is. you know, hearing you talk about it when we, when we met before, um, I, at least from, you know, the time that we spent talking about it, to me, it seems like you guys made the right call there and, and probably hmm. the best, the, you, you, you tried to remedy the situation as much as you could at that point. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, um, yeah, we got, uh, uh so we got to, got to Amplola Falls. We, we, we did the first, uh, I think we were on for like two weeks, something like that. And everything was kind of like the hiking part was like completely normal and mm -hmm. fine. But we like at all times there was this like, weight on your shoulders being like do you know what you're doing do you do you realize what you're doing do you understand the severity of the situation going around you there's emails from um what's that um atc the atc and also there's people who always they always vlog for this um what's the name of it it's like a magazine or oh something the track online. track yeah yeah the track was sending out emails the atc was sending out emails and um and slowly you like you kind of feel like okay we should definitely take some time off and like the knockout for us was um uh of uh, the uh, the great smoky mountains closing oh yeah yeah that was when we we're like okay state parks or national parks are like closing down now uh which is one of the things that everyone on their through hike is looking forward to, especially in the beginning, is the Great Smoky Mountains because so many people love them and, and mm -hmm. duly so. Um, unfortunately, I did not get to experience it since they closed down. And I definitely also think that that was the right call that they did, um, especially since I've heard that there was like, what, 80,000 people in there at one point because it was like, they wanted people like there was like a lot of different messages like get outside was i think around then uh what was the normal thing to tell people yeah to get outside more and so they of course they went to like the most beautiful uh, parks and that was great smoky mountains but unfortunately it was also spring break so a lot of people had more time off so more people congregated in the park that has had ever done before or something like that okay um so they closed it down rightfully so and we were like damn we need to we need to figure this thing out we can't like right now we like i was so stressed out because i felt bad i felt i actually i felt awful the first part of the trail i felt it was like a weird roller coaster you felt amazing right when you got on trail but like as soon as you started talking to people you just started feeling bad yeah there was like a lot of bad vibes going around because of people feeling like they were irresponsible and I pretty much like a lot of people were definitely we met many people who were, didn't even understand and like wouldn't just they wouldn't accept the fact that this was going on we never not ex didn't accept the fact that coronavirus was happening and was a big thing we were just like our thoughts were we we're going to listen to whatever like the state regulations are and uh the national regulations uh on the matter is going to be and we we're just going to follow them as as much as possible Mm -hmm. um that was always the idea and, and when they closed down yeah how, how far in okay sorry see i keep i keep cutting you off right when you get no to no that's great man if i, if I, I ran too much no no no, no you're you're good um because you were just starting to get into the thing i was about to ask about so i was i was gonna ask like um when you guys actually got off trail like how long you were off for like that whole mm. story so yeah we um 
we were very lucky. We hiked with a guy. His name uh, his name is Special, um, and um, he he lived in Savannah, Georgia. And he was like, because we we're at that point, we were too far from Maine still uh, when we got off trail, so we couldn't go to her friend. And so he was like the only other option really, other than renting an expensive Airbnb or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So he and he's he was really nice. So we went to his place and we stayed there. Um, so first we got told that the uh, Great Smoky Mountains would open up like a week later. And we're like, okay, we can take a week off, figure this thing out and come up with like a much more knowledge. Yeah. Well, that didn't end up happening. Instead, it kept being closed for, I think like a month and a half or something Jeez. like that. But, um, but yeah, we, so we stayed at his place for a week and then we're like, okay, we don't want to be like, Sit, sit here all the time and we felt like we were just like intruding on his privacy right, right. which later found out we didn't he had like he really enjoyed us like, enjoyed having us there because he's just like a really nice person yeah yeah uh but that's like i think maybe that's like a european thing we just we don't feel like we want to just like stay too long at people's places right right you don't want to <laughs> overstay your welcome no exactly um and he, but he was really nice uh so we actually ended up renting a car and an airbnb in um gatlinburg hoping that this Great Smoky Mountains was just like open for day hikes. So at least we could go do that. Yeah. Um, but again, it didn't. And the biggest news in Gatlinburg at the time of us being there was look how empty and closed everything is. <laughs> so that was, that was really cool staying in a place like that. It didn't really matter though. We, we stayed in, the, in the, the mountains in our little Airbnb, which was nice. So we were there for 10 days, still like watching the news, keeping updated, understanding like, just really researching what is going on and, and how do we deal with it the best. And then mm-hmm. I got an email from another guy who, who has watched uh, my videos on YouTube and he actually offered to stay with, uh, he had like a river resort. Um, and we could stay in one of his apartments for free as long as we wanted. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at first I'm gonna be honest, like getting a, a, a weird uh, mail from a foreign guy asking if he can make a video with you uh, asking questions. I have the kind of the same idea with like, yeah, a, a guy. Yeah. I don't know this guy. He's like, you can stay at my place for free. I'm like, that, that seems a little bit weird. Yeah, but... that seems too good to be true. <laughs> yeah. And luckily it wasn't. And he was really nice. And uh, the reason he really had been following us because his, was because his wife was also trying to do a through hike. And uh-huh. he also had gotten off uh, around the same place as we did just later um so we stayed with him and that's when we like really met some of the people who were going to help us like i'd say like the whole trail um and in the beginning we actually started out they had a rv and he would drive it um the plan was that he would drive it besides us while we were hiking so we didn't have to stay anywhere we didn't have to compromise people and then he would also do the shopping for us so that he would be the only person to who would come in contact with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But also, like we did a lot of like maybe even two. I would say at least now two of an extreme yeah. version. But I mean, you can't be too safe, right? Plus, and it was just so unprecedented. And it just was, yeah. Nobody, nobody. I mean, back then, I feel like we didn't really even have that much information on like how deadly the virus was or how transmissible it was and any of that stuff. Um, so, or at least as good of an idea as we dude, do we now. didn't dare touch anything. <laughs> yeah, ever. dude, I was like, literally, <laughs> I was washing my hands so much that they were start, like the skin was starting to peel. 
which is yeah. crazy because now <laughs> I like I like don't really like I probably no, don't but, wash my hands but, as much as I should anymore. But but you were like you just wanted to be like I want to do the the best thing I can to yeah. not get this. Everyone was just and, on like, super super high alert. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the thing like coming back and when when we finally came back to trail like we went around the Smokies because they still weren't open, so we were off trail for like a month and a week. Well, it's good to hear you guys didn't just hike through the closed park because that yeah we did not. That definitely I mean, would have pissed some people, people off. Did, I know I've yeah. heard about it, and that's probably a lot not of people a, did. Not a good thing. And I would say the funny thing is, I don't, I'm probably gonna piss off some people now, but <laughs> for me, that's a very American thing to do, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired! <laughs> it's like if I've, I'm I'm not even kidding. I think if if a park in in Denmark at least would close down, people would just respect the shit out of that. They'd be like, oh, I guess we can't go in there. But America is all about like, oh, this is my, my, my I have my freedom and my rights. We're not used to that shit, man. They, they don't do it's, that. It's unprecedented for the government <laughs> to just go, no, like you can't be here anymore because of a virus. Like that's that's some crazy shit. We're not used to that. But um, I'm glad you guys didn't just break that rule. Um, were you guys feeling, obviously you, you talked about the emails from like the ATC and the track and all that stuff, but. Were you noticing or feeling any like just backlash on social media at this point? Because I remember seeing, yeah, dude, people were fucking going <laughs> crazy. I was like, oh my god, dude, people were <sighs> people I know too, like even people that have been on the show before, like people were going fucking crazy. And I was yeah. like, like I again, I was like, yeah, people should probably get off the trail. Like I agree with that, but holy mm. shit, you guys are fucking. Oh my god, it was god. a witch hunt. It, oh god, it, I, it was what. It was like a witch hunt at the end. Oh there. my god, dude! It literally was, and I hate that shit. I cannot stand when people like just harass like each other cancel, on social media. So cancel culture. Yeah, it was together. it was ridiculous. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna tear apart the freaking trail community. Oh, and um, it, oh, it did. It yeah. Really, really so, anyways, did. sorry not to just go on no, about no, that. Um, I, I was just curious if you guys felt like any of that blowback, I guess, or so, noticed it. I would say, I don't, I don't know why or how. Maybe. I'm lucky because like I'm I'm a foreigner at and I, I mean I'm not here but I am in America. I didn't get any shit. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was the craziest part. I didn't get. I mean, I saw sh- like shit around the thing I was doing, but me personally and to everyone I talked to, they were like, "No, no, you're good." I'm like, <laughs> why am I good? Like, I I almost felt like. I felt like spe- like treated like in a special way, and I was like, "You don't have to treat me like I'm special or something." Like I'm, you can you can shit on me, and and I can, I can defend what I'm doing if you really want to know my reasons for doing what I'm doing. Maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe I was just I don't know. But you so, guys no, must have at least seen just even if it wasn't directed at you specifically, you must have always, at least yeah just seen the general backlash coming. We did. Right? And I mean, I'm maybe also at like I was probably like I was just like quietly doing my own thing. Like you say, you don't yeah. want to get like too political. You don't want to get like get too like into the drama of sh- stuff like that. So I guess like I just there's just definitely times where I was like, uh, I I'm, I was disagreeing with someone, and I'll be like, well, like on the internet, but I didn't I didn't just didn't go into it. Right, like, I got a right. bunch of weird comments on my YouTube videos, but they were really nice, being like. I just needed to like take care and like be prepared. Like I had this crazy comment about <laughs> like homeless internment camps. And, like, oh yeah, that's right. you camp. mentioned that one to me. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think my aunt was just like, "Thank you for your concern." <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, okay. I'm like, well. so people were really nice. I I guess the only like the biggest. It's not even a backlash. I guess I just 
some people on normal years they would have like a bigger following for doing something like like the things I were doing like easier mm-hmm. because a lot of more people wanted to like support it. So I guess I had less support, but I didn't have any negativity around it. Like that's, that was well, that's good that's to the hear. Thing. How yeah. um how uh oh, by the way we're gonna have to have you back on sometime uh because mm-hmm. i don't want to just uh, like you did the appalachian <laughs> trail like there's a lot to unpack there and I, I i don't want like the legacy of your hike just to be about coronavirus but no, honestly like cool, these, are, these are the things like uh i don't know these are sure. the things that people want to hear about at least um you know up front so how because I, I recall you mentioning while you were here that it did seem like things started to get better after a while. Oh yeah. Um, how was it like, you know, shortly after you got back in terms of like the virus and everything related to that, how was it, um, you know, shortly after you got back on trail and how long did it take until you finally felt like things were starting to like cool off a little bit? All right. Yeah. So, um, as right as we got back on trail, the scariest part was these, um, posters at every trailhead. Uh, urging people to to not hike it because they weren't a part of a, like a national park or something so they couldn't close those sections mm-hmm. but they definitely like told like there were like rules of like how to be cautious and not do not congregate and stuff like that so mm-hmm. jeez i mean especially <laughs> going there on a visa uh, and it being like you felt like you were like tr- almost trespassing like that was how it kind of felt like you you weren't but you just like I kept feeling like if someone if like a ranger all of a sudden shows up and be like hey I don't even know what to say that was all these yeah. weird rumors of people Ooh. being harassed by police and like I don't know I I never experienced luckily any of all that like and I think a lot of it was just like rumors yeah like, a lot of it was probably bullshit it was it definitely a lot of it was um so the funny thing is like the biggest issue really was in the beginning that you couldn't eat inside restaurant that was the biggest weird like thing that happened mm-hmm. uh, i'm not saying they shouldn't have happened but that was the biggest difference i would say and if, and be, be specifically because it was um different from state to state yeah so oh yeah re- true and, and yeah. obviously you're passing through a lot of states on the we AT, did so 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 quickly realized that oh in tennessee we could sit down inside a restaurant but like in north carolina we couldn't <laughs> especially in that <laughs> section of the trail too you're like literally straddling the border so it yeah. just depends on which direction yeah. on the road crossing you like... went into town from it's just like <laughs> jesus christ i didn't even so we, think about that that's so crazy. we started like planning a little bit like okay so our next resupply we would like try a gun for like getting into tennessee because everything was just easier to do there than mm-hmm. it was in north carolina damn um so it was like it was. I mean, it was kind of fun, though, to be honest. Adds another Maybe element of, of a of the challenge. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked a lot about like making this whole rule set. If anyone in the future wanted to experience the twenty twenty through hike, <laughs> of like you cannot sit down in restaurants in North Carolina. You have to. <laughs> you have to do all these things. Um, I, mean, I don't know. We might we might end up just writing them down just for shit and giggles. But, um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny um but no yeah so that was that was probably the biggest difference really that um you couldn't sit down uh luckily like the, the the cool thing for us was every like we didn't have to call anything in advance if we call if we call like a hostel or a a, a, a motel or something so you would only have two questions first of all you'd ask them are you open and if the answer is yes then you ask how much mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you didn't because have to worry about shit filling up. Huh? There was no one. There was no one out there in the beginning. It was like a ghost land, like uh, almost. I don't know how we do you call it. We call it the ghost land. Ghost town. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost town. Yeah. It was like ghost town everywhere we went. And the the funny thing is, um, I remember Hot Springs. There was a lot of because that was right after the um the Smoky Mountains. That's Hot Springs. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, like a lot of boomers, were like, "Oh, that's where you really get harassed." And we got there and. People were so nice. They were just so happy that we came there and we like spent money at their stores and because that's like a part of it that a lot of, a lot of like a lot of the people getting really angry didn't understand was these businesses don't have like giant savings. They yeah. literally like only exist because through hikers come through and spend money. Um, so, so you almost felt bad if you didn't buy stuff. It was so, weird. So let me ask you this. Um, I think one of the, if not the most common, uh, talking point in terms of it being not safe to through hike during all this stuff was that you risk spreading the virus in a small mountain town that does mm. not have adequate healthcare resources to take care of, you know, a large outbreak, which is, which is a fair talking point. However, yeah. I've heard, I, I haven't really heard any, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm just saying, you know, anecdotally. I shouldn't try to say that word. I can't say that word. Um, I I haven't heard of that happening. I haven't heard of any circumstances where that happened. Of course, there's less people on the trail too. So maybe, you know, again, that's not, you know, foolproof logic there. But nope. um, I have heard a lot of circumstances uh, where business owners in a lot of these towns were actually thankful that people were still coming through. So, yeah. so my question for you is, and you kind of just touched on it a little bit there, um, but just more generally, were the businesses in these small towns um, excited to see hikers and thankful that hikers were still coming through, or were they mad about hikers coming through because of the possibility of uh, you know, you know, infecting people in the towns? Yeah. So what I heard, um, as I said, with the rumors of so I, again, like rumors spread like wildfire out there. That's like you think it's hard to like get a message across so many states but if something happens in vermont and you're in georgia you'll know by like yeah like in two days it's weird how that works um but i would say that um i only heard of someone getting treated bad and that was while we were off trail and i think that's because that was when like the month we were off trail is when every everyone was just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on yeah. here and so i understand people being like scared if all of a sudden these uh hikers show up in like like a group of them and you're scared of your life that you'll either lose your business or lose your life uh honestly uh because of the, the sickness mm -hmm. so i understand that but when we got back on trail it felt like everyone kind of decided how they felt about the situation and so we were always met with just people being so happy and so thankful for us being there and uh wanted to both like help help us but also because we were helping them at the same time financially so yeah. i would def yeah financially so i would definitely say that uh, we were only met with like really really like happy people that mm. we were bringing business to them and this is um, i think this is really important because again that was like one of the main uh arguments against through hiking in 2020 is that it was reckless and it was disrespectful to the people that yeah. run the businesses and, and live in these towns um, but again, you know, based on what you just said and based on what I've heard from a lot of other people too, uh, 
it sounds like a lot of these people that were that are commenting this and saying this on the internet might be you know not really doing so uh, <laughs> at the um <laughs> or you know it's like getting hearing offended it from the people from, who actually live yeah. in the towns, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like being offended because of you think someone else would be offended by it and not asking them if yeah. they actually were. And that's not to say there's nobody in the towns that <laughs> no, didn't no, want no, hikers no. to come through. I'm sure Definitely. there was, but this idea that it was all, you know, that none of the people in the town wanted any hikers coming through and they were just mm. disrespecting all of them, um, I think that's a little bit, uh, a little bit misleading. Um, oh, yeah. But anyways, when when did you guys finally start to to feel things kind of cool off a little bit? Like how far into the trail were you? Um, I would say uh, this is a good question. I would definitely say around probably Pennsylvania. Uh, actually, was when we really Pennsylvania for us has like a special place in our hearts because we got so much trail magic, and especially because there was like a bunch of um. Uh, not a bunch of there was um a drought at the time like a heat wave coming through mm -hmm. and there was this guy uh mun who put out like water caches for people and that was a weird that was a really weird situation because that was really nice and everyone appreciated it but you were also always scared that someone had tampered with it and or, like touched it weirdly or like coughed on like that was oh, like a weird yeah like you would rather drink from a stream if possible, but like so it was just kind of weird. But like as you went through, you kind of got used to it, and then you're like, okay, well, it seems like people aren't sick from these water caches, uh, which is a good thing. I mean, that's like the whole. It was, it was. It only I would say it only had taken like one corona case, and this year would have been like a disaster. That's yeah. the crazy. That's like the scary part, really. Like, it's mm -hmm. so easy to sit here and be, like, in hindsight looking at it and be like, oh, actually, this is the year of, like, the least people getting sick ever, which is, I mean, it's true, but because there's less people out there and they were more, like, cautious about, like, uh, hand sanitizer and stuff like that. But it only took, like, it would only take one case of coronavirus and this, this year would just have been, like, yeah. the fucking and, craziest and it, year ever. It would have been a lot more likely to happen, too, if a lot of people had... Exactly you know continue exactly. to hike um so it's weird but i say yeah pennsylvania was definitely uh for us a really nice place where things kind of started to settle down i'd say and and feel like a more normal year and then going north from there everything just kind of feel like people have accepted what was going on and they were dealing with it and they were understanding the situation and people have, have like changed how they were doing things into a safer version of that mm-hmm so, like, from now on, like, going into a store, you would wear your mask, you would uh, have your hand sanitizer ready, the store probably provided too. Um, and that was just, been like, that became, like, a, a common thing. And I kept thinking, if I would have woken up from, like, a coma, uh, being out, like, the past half year, just woken up to this state of things, people kind of being calm and just doing this, it just seemed like this crazy post-apocalyptic world we were living in and people would just like chill with it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Jesus. that's a funny way to put it it was um, like i was like this is insane but it's just so normal now were you guys um trying to limit your time in town at all oh yeah definitely we would we would prefer not to um to go into any towns really if we could uh 
um, and especially we would uh, instead of instead instead of going to towns, we would try to figure out if there was a way where we could stay like a hostel and if they had like a shuttle directly to a grocery store, mm-hmm. um, preferably one of the bigger ones, uh, so that we would not be in contact with like a little mom and pop store where if they get sick, like the business just dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, so we were, we were always like, there was always these planning things where we would try to, we would try to limit, a, like, it's weird. Like you try to go to like a Walmart where you know, there's going to be like a shit ton of people, but you're doing it for the reason of trying to minimize, um, uh, the chances of you ruining a business. Yeah. And plus Walmart's just usually got a better resupply too. <laughs> oh, they, they, dude, they, they definitely, and it's always cheaper, but, but you're like, like you have all these weird thoughts. Like I want to, I want to yeah. do, and you, and we, we came up with like a, um, it was like town paranoia. Everyone would have it. As soon as you got out of town, you would like feel like, Oh, this hill is harder to get up. And it probably is because you ate fucking pizza for like breakfast. Oh, because you thought you might be sick. But you were like, oh, wait, what if I'm like, I got oh, sick or something. My God, so you, so town sketchy. paranoia was like a big thing. And everyone would like have these, like, could feel like they were like, oh, my throat is kind of hurting now that I've been into a town and stuff like that. Oh, Which my God. I geez. think probably is like a normal thing you would have. But, but now you were just like, you were so like paranoia. I like, had so much paranoia around it. That's so, crazy. Yeah. That's that crazy. was weird um <laughs> dude we're gonna have to do another one um mm. at some point we're getting kind of towards the end here but i do have one more question we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna finish um we're gonna finish on a hard question and then yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna let you tell your story which yeah. i'm excited to hear um <laughs> this is this is yeah okay i'm just gonna say it. again i'm, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to like harass you about this but dude, I, no I, no do it i think a lot of people are probably wondering wondering about this stuff so i, I only think it's fair um, yeah. What would you say to or in regards to all of the 2020 hikers who ended up getting off the trail because of this um, and, you know, as a result, possibly made your hike easier? Yeah. Mm. Stuff. I'll, yeah, I'll, man, I would say, I would say, there, I, I guess I would say like, thank you. Um, but at the same time, also a lot of the negativity came from exactly those people, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is oh, yeah. um, like, oh, yeah. a, a, that was a big part. Like people were, and I understandably so not get me wrong. Um, a lot of the, most of the people who were really angry were people who, who themselves got off because of the situation and felt like it was unfair that uh, why did these people get to stay when I had to get off? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, you, you're damn right. This is that's a hard question, but yeah, I would say I would say thank you for for them like making a hard decision, but also uh, as far as I understand, most of the people who got off was because they really they had the opportunity to do it like in a near future too. Like uh, I talked to some of the ones who got off, they're like, well, I could just do it next year. That was basically a lot of them, and if I, I was like, well, if I could have done this next year or within like the next just like 10 years i might have been more inclined to postpone mm-hmm. um so i was i mean the biggest thing i would say to them is like great that you got off but you also have to accept that that was their own decision really and not blame other people for not getting off because mm-hmm. that was I, th- I thought that was that was weird like me eat like it's like me not like t- taking the last piece of cake 
but being mad that someone else did it. <laughs> like, well, that was my decision to not take it. I can't, like, that's like unjustly being yeah. mad at someone for doing something you wanted to do, but you didn't. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird to me, but I, I mean, I understand the psychological as, as, like, aspect. Is this that word aspect? No, that's yeah. a Danish word. That's psychological aspect, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I understand the psychological aspect of, the, of why you would feel uh, like having something that's not like, uh, like it's unjust or not right that you had to do something then other people mm-hmm. have, doesn't have to do it. But also in the same way, you made the decision yourself and now you kind of have to accept the fact that that was something you decided to do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, I, it's, a, it's a tough decision. It's a tough it is, decision. It was super tough. So that's why I'm like, I'm thankful that some people had the opportunity to do that. And that is, that's really the greatest thing is that they had the opportunity to, to postpone or to get off. Mm-hmm. And even more, if you did, like, if, if you did it solely based on the fact that you were like afraid of, like, of health of people, that's even better, man. You go do your thing that's 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 freaking great <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wish i wish i had like the possible I, I mean i did end up doing it but i also got back on and that's the funny like the funniest thing with like a lot of people who got off and were really angry about it a month later th- like when the thing settled they were on their instagrams and their youtube being like oh okay so i'm planning to get back on yeah yeah <laughs> that's like, true i'm that's not gonna true. name i'm not gonna name any names yeah don't but there's don't name definitely names. some hypocrites out there who are yeah. like Oh, it's so selfish that we're on here. And then a fucking month later, they're like, "Oh, I'm just gonna flip." So I'm in Qatar now, going back down. Like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a tough decision, and I think you don't get to do both. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I definitely understand the people who got off and then were frustrated that some people kept going. Um, I think the people that really upset me the most the ba- the people that were you know the backlash and all that was mm-hmm. um. The people who just made it sound like it was an easy decision because oh yeah either way it's it's not an easy decision it's and I, I think I, I if I recall correctly I haven't listened to the episode in a while but if I recall correctly I did say that in the episodes where I talked about COVID back in like April and stuff mm-hmm. um, but people were just not everybody many people were making it out to just to seem like oh it's an easy decision I can't believe they're not making this easy decision. And I'm like, well, even if it's the right decision, that doesn't mean it's it's an easy decision. And I just nope. hope that if if anything, people just take that away from this episode. Um, so yeah, dude, let's uh, let's, uh <laughs> let's again. I'm 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 sorry to make this entire thing almost just no, about COVID, dude. Obviously, uh, no, it makes there's, sense. There's more to your way more to your your hike than just COVID. And maybe when I have Nikki on, we'll have a chance to to get into mm-hmm. some of that other stuff. I'm not just gonna badger her about the same shit that we <laughs> talked about for an hour um, no it's cool man but uh i get it anyways let's uh let's put that stuff behind us for a second let's talk uh let's talk stories um or a story i should say mm-hmm. uh yeah i remembered i I, do, I have this thing where i often forget to remind my guests about the story time thing at the end of the episode but i remembered with you and I am proud of that because I always feel like a dick when I forget. So, <laughs> dude, no, come up with time. your best story. All right, <laughs> take it away. So, so yeah. Um, back when um, the, this is a story about my first hike and how it makes no sense why I still hiked afterwards. Uh, this is 
summer two years ago, I guess, and um, Nikki had been bothering me for, I'd, I'd say, like a month. She just begged me at the end to just try hiking. And I finally was like, okay, right. So we, um, she planned out a hike where we'd have to, I think it was like 10, like two, maybe 10, 15 mile days or so. And the first day we had to just go to a grandma's and um, we would sleep in her guest house thing, guest room. And um, I was like, cool, that's the first day. And uh, so we did that and it just started pouring Ooh. and thunderstorms came in. And I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is not fun at all. And I was like, well, okay. And we kept going. And all of a sudden I get these giant blisters on my feet. Um because I was just wearing like I didn't know anything. I, I didn't hadn't checked anything because I didn't think it's gonna be me anyway. And I had like giant blisters on both my feet, um, on my heels, and I was just like, "This is I, I couldn't bear it anymore." We had to stop at some place, and I bought a scissor to cut my blisters open because Ugh. they were just hurt. Yeah, they were hurting a lot. Um, but we finally got there uh, at her grandma's, and it was really fun and nice. And she's a, she's a, she's a crazy lady. Told me about, like, about her sex life. <laughs> yeah, she's she's fucking insane. It's, I love her so much. It's the it's just she's just she got in an accident a couple of years ago, and now she has no filter. So she oh, was like, she just says things as they are, and like that's awesome. <laughs> I love that about her. So yeah, we got there, and the thunder kept going. And the next morning, the sun was finally shining. I'm like, oh, that's great. So um, so we kept on our hike. We were the, the plan was to go to this aquarium thing where they had like some others that was. I, I I don't know. I hadn't been in an aquarium for a while, and they had a, that was the big thing. Was we have otters, so I'm like, hey, let's go check out these fucking otters. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we so but before we got there, we had like a one day of hike, uh, and we were we were hiking along as you do, and I was like limping a little bit because my blisters were hurting so much. And all of a sudden, someone just like randomly stops us and starts like striking up conversation, which is very uncommon for Danish people to do. And it's on a hill. Uh, luckily, we're going down and they're going up. But they were like, oh, where are you going? Because we were wearing big backpacks. We were like, oh, we're, we're just like on a, this little hike thing. And like, oh, cool. And and as soon as I want to like take a step down, I twist my angle. <laughs> so I, like, I sprained my fucking angle and now i'm gonna have a sprained ankle and my i can't walk on my feet because they hurt and so we ended up taking this ferry as like a little uh, shortcut over um uh like in in america you call them ponds because for some reason ponds can be giant (laughs) lakes we would call it a lake (laughs) this is true i've seen i've seen ponds in america and now now i'm not so sure if that is a lake or a pond (laughs) then Um, again we do call the freaking atlantic ocean a pond you say across the pond so yeah so so it is it's a pond-sized lake uh or the other way around and so we get there and now i i can't i literally cannot really walk uh anywhere so we sit down and we we put up set up camp and everything seems to be fine at least like i'm sitting down so that's great Mm -hmm. and um and then the, uh, I try to sleep. I have this. I haven't, as, as I said, we didn't really, we bought like the cheapest gear we could find. So we had this heavy ass tent and now we have these f- almost not even a foam mattress. Like I've seen the, the what is it, CPACs or what is it, it makes the uh, the foldable foam sleeping pads things. Mm-hmm. 
what we had was worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I didn't really get much sleep that night. And then in the morning, I had to, like, as I was standing up, I fucking pissed my pants. <laughs> what? Because I had been holding it in, like, all through the night because I didn't want to get up because it was cold. <laughs> so I pissed my pants and I couldn't walk. And then I limped the rest of the way to, like, the town where they had, like, the, the, the aquarium thing. And I was just like, I can't. I can't do this. So we got on a bus and went home. <laughs> and and Nikki was like, she was just like apologizing to me the whole way home. And I was like, I'm sorry you pissed your pants. Yeah, I'm sorry you're like, you're sorry you're such a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. and I got home and I sat down and I realized in two days, I have had experienced more than I had like the past two years. And that's when I realized hiking is amazing because even on the worst days, it's a great story to tell afterwards. It's a great attitude, Rune. That's a great attitude. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's how I got into hiking. <laughs> I, I sprained my ankle and pissed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. You should make a video talking about that. Um, I think I, I did a little bit, but I haven't gotten too much into it. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I think that's going to do it, man. Go ahead and um, plug your channel, your Instagram, all that stuff. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, you can find me on YouTube at uh, Rune Raven, and that's R-U-N-E-R-A-V-N. You can probably also type out Raven as the bird, and you'll probably find it uh, through <laughs> there, too. Uh, I, I always tag with both because I know people have a hard time spelling it for good reason. Yep. I just I just, uh, I just just typed it like the bird, and I found it still. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's it's perfect. <laughs> um, so and yeah, uh, Instagram is rr underscore hikatrash, and uh, yeah, uh, hit me up and tell me what an awful person I've been. Oh no, don't do that! <laughs> don't do that, um, no. dude. I really appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you. No, it's fun telling your story. I appreciate you, um, you know, being willing to and you know answer those tough questions and and stuff. No man, it's it's great. And um. Hopefully Thank you for you having can, me, man. Of course, dude. Of course. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can do another one soon. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. I'll have a link to uh, his YouTube channel in the show notes if you can't remember how it's spelled. <laughs> Not that it's that hard. <laughs> just, just type in Raven. Just, just type in the bird. Um, yeah, that's going to do it, everybody. Thank you, Rune. Uh, thanks Thank to everybody you, man. listening. Thanks, Kyle. Um, I'm happy to hear any feedback on how you think I did with taking on my first controversial subject. I did my best. Um, so yeah, have a good one, everybody. 